Promo Insiders, the ASI Media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Teresa Hegel, Executive Editor of Digital Content, and today I'm joined by my fellow Executive Editor, Sarah Lavendusky, to talk about sales in the second half of the year. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Thanks, Teresa. Appreciate it. So I know you wrote the story that just came out, uh, I think, earlier this this week about distributor sales. So how, how are they looking um, for, for Q3? Yeah, I mean, we were a little bit, we were curious as to how it would look because there's been so much talk of a recession. The economic headwinds are just, they're not looking great. You know, real estate's not great right now. Mortgage rates are really high. Um, So we were really curious about how that would reflect in buyers' confidence in our industry. But it turns out Q3 generally was very good for our distributors. Um, So we found that um, overall, distributors increased their sales by 12.4% when compared to last year's Q3, which was actually a really good quarter last year. Right. And that's it's down slightly from 13.5% in Q2, but still, it's right there um, keeping pretty much pace with what we've been seeing. Um, we also found that almost 70% of distributors said that their, their year-over-year sales had increased for Q3. And we also found that almost two-thirds said that their um, Q3 exceeded their expectations. So they were also pleasantly surprised by what transpired in Q3. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, as expected, the larger firms that offer a lot of services, you know, it's a one-stop shop, they did very well. Um, Small, medium didn't do quite as well, but they still had a good quarter, generally speaking. Um, And that gap between the small, medium, and large had shrunk compared to previous quarters in terms of their performance. So, and we know like last year in Q3, things were really good. Like, you know, uh, events were coming back again. Travel was opening back up. Um, People were buying for Q4 just before Omicron hit, which was like November, around this time last year, November, December into the beginning of this year was when Omicron hit. So this was before then. Um, And then we also found last year, not to interrupt you, but last year, I think that um, there was still some unspent budget too. like people had, you know, wanted to scramble to get that that spent by the end of the year. Totally. Yep. That played into it as well last year. Um, Yeah. And then, and we, you know, we were a little worried about the counselor confidence index because it, it fell in Q2 pretty, pretty precipitously. Like I think people were really, you know, concerned about this recession in Q3, but it, it really hasn't happened yet. And so it rebounded again this quarter. So things are looking pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this is for, you know, the quarter that's over, but what, what's kind of going on for, how are things shaping up for Q4? Like, what were some things people said they were kind of keeping an eye on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so Q3, um, I think part of why it was it was good was because actually this year, and I asked distributors this, and they said, yeah, our our, our clients they 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 know that um, supply chain is difficult. You know, they're educated buyers. They know supply chain is difficult. It has been for a while. They know staffing has been a challenge. They know that freight companies are taking longer to get stuff to where it's supposed to go. So they did order a little earlier. So Q3, I think, really reflected people actually buying for the end of the year early this year for once, uh, which distributors enjoyed. So right. that was really good. And I think I think it's reflected in the numbers. Um However, uh, some of them are now saying, you know, Q4 is looking a little slower. I mean, they're really hoping for a big bang to the end of the year, but now they're looking at, okay, 
a lot of the holiday shopping is kind of um, it's has concluded or will be concluding soon. So now they're looking into Q1, Q2 of next year. Things aren't quite as brisk as they were in the in in Q4. So that's reflected in Q4 numbers. So they're saying, you know, some clients are opting for smaller quantity orders. Some are opting for the same quantities, but products at a lesser or a, a lower price point. Um, so they are seeing a little bit of brake lights, a little bit of drawing back. Um, and I think, you know, they're citing there's inflationary pressures are continuing. Um, that's put a downward pressure on buying ability. Also, like the ongoing supply chain challenges, they have gotten better, but there's we're still dealing with that. Staffing, there's still a lot of, um, it's, it's, it's expensive to staff up. So people are still, it's reflected in how they're going to be able to buy um, a looming recession, you know, there's still concern about that coming into the new year. And then, of course, the war in Ukraine, there's just geopolitical uncertainty that's affecting buying. So um, I think, you know, again, a lot of them are, are seeing a pretty good Q4, but some of them are saying, yeah, we're definitely seeing some brake lights now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that like talking about some of these external forces, like I keep seeing stories, particularly in the tech industry of like these big layoffs. Like I think I saw like Meta is doing like 11,000, you know, people being laid off. I saw Salesforce is laying off a bunch of people. Um, just like kind of all, especially the tech industry, but I'm sure there's other industries too that are getting, you know, kind of contracting a little bit. <clears throat> I think Amazon had like really um, poor, you know, like some, some, some bad results because of people going back to shopping, you know, in person. So, what I mean, we talked about this a little bit already about some of these external forces and how they're uh, affecting things. But how how are some of these like big layoffs and just sort of the broader economic, um, you know, atmosphere? How is that affecting uh, distributors and how they feel about things? Yeah, there. So it's it's crazy how um, these really big companies are starting to announce. It's not just like it's like major reorganizations. It's like thousands of people that they're warning are going to be laid off in the coming weeks, right ahead of Christmas and the New Year. So. I I think that these huge companies and like Silicon Valley is known for being like, you know, just just so um, it, it's just so it's busy. It's you know, they're always innovating. You always think like they're just growing, growing, growing all the time. So when you see these huge companies say they were going to be laying off thousands of people, it does strike a little bit of a chord, right? You're like, well, is this a harbinger of things to come? Like, right, like these huge companies are laying off so many people. Um, or is I it think, that they they just were trying to grow too fast during the pandemic and weren't you know expecting this bounce back to the way things were before? You know what I mean? Like it's hard be. to say. Like I if know. you were able to you know lay off eleven thousand people, like how like how how many people did you think you really need? You know what I mean? Like it almost seems like they were kind of excessive. So is it actually a reflection of the of of the broader economy or just them kind of not? planning properly. Yeah, you know. I'm right. I totally. I mean, I think that was a huge problem. Um trying to plan for like post COVID, what is that going to look like for us? And they staffed up really like it just became too much and it was too much weight on their shoulders. So now they have to slough that off. Um yeah, I think I think that I think generally I think people look at that and it's like the immediate reaction is like you know, it's kind of a one of shock and it's, it's a little like, okay, what is this going to mean? Are things contracting now? I know like Amazon, they had their expectations for Q4 are very, they're pretty poor because I think people are starting to, um, like you said, they're starting to maybe shop in person more, get back to that, right? Like not that COVID high that we saw, mm -hmm. but they're also like, I think people are, are 
their spending is going to be a little less because of these inflation, inflationary pressure, yeah. right? And and the energy, like now we're heating our homes, we're going to feel that because of Ukraine and all of the energy shortages that we're seeing already. We're, we're definitely going to feel that as consumers. And so your disposable income is much less. And so they're already seeing that. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. I think um, it's it's tough. I, like we said, I think people are starting to see, the distributors starting to see brake lights. But it's it's funny because, like, you don't really know what's going to happen. Like, it's so weird. It's like we're all just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's like we're not really sure, like, you know, generally speaking, buying has been pretty good these past few months. But then you see, like, the mortgage rates are over 7%, right? Like, that's that's crazy. I mean, and and so I think it's just interesting. I, I don't know that we're, we have a definite answer for what it's going to look like, but for sure, I think people look at the layoffs at tech and it's it's a little bit alarming, I would say, and it's a lot of people that they're that are being laid off. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, like maybe, yes. you know, when you can sort of conserve a little bit, that's probably a good thing. You know, it, I, I think it's just like maybe make make some um you know plans for if things happen and if they yeah. don't that's great but yeah. you should at least be prepared for for you know this this downward turn and hopefully you know like it would be great if it doesn't happen but it doesn't hurt to be to be prepared be like a boy scout be prepared yep and they said uh, um several of them said like you know covid was really a lesson in being agile prepared you don't know what's coming down the pike but it doesn't mean um that you can be like you have to be there for your clients. You can't be so afraid that you kind of just start wringing your hands and you 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 end up lost and not sure what to do. You just have to make sure that your clients are satisfied. So that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So let's turn away from some of the more dire things. Let's <laughs> turn to some pivot to something a little bit more fun. You also yeah. wrote about uh, top promo products on ESP for for Q3. So I know like. It doesn't always change a lot these top 10 products but what are some of the the major products that made the cut for, for this quarter and did you see any surprises or any kind of interesting insights yeah you know i was so we decided to um we were doing it every month and we had started doing this during the pandemic because it was so tumultuous like with ppe and like we were kind of like what are surprises are we going to see this month so we were doing it every month to kind of track you know the demand for especially for for um pandemic era items that has really calmed down this year. So um, each month, the top 10 were very much the same. Pens always was at the top. Water bottles always like number two for month after month after month. So we decided to go quarterly and see. Maybe we'll see like the trends may jump a little bit around. We'll see like, but for the quarter, it was the same. It was like the, the traditional categories were still at the top. Um, like, I mean, it was almost the same. I'm just looking at the data right now. It was almost the same as last year's Q3, the top 10 search terms, except that last year face mask was in the top 10 for the quarter, probably because of, you know, COVID is still like a, it was a big concern. Omicron was coming. That was still in there. And also, um, Yeti was in the top 10 last year. It wasn't this year. We think that's because people are starting to get a little more um, conservative with their budgets. And so they're not spending a lot on those on those brand name items. I mean, they're still um, in, in demand, but not quite as much as they were last year when there's all those like bundles, the kidding bundles that they sent to remote workers. That's shifted a little bit now that a lot of us are back in the office. So, um, but generally speaking, I mean, pens, water bottles, tote bags, lanyards, they all really maintained their their top spots. Um, I think that's a good thing. I think it's great that traditional products are really dominating the top 10. 
Um, but and I think it would. It does. It does. Yes, definitely some stability, um, which is very welcome, I think, in this industry. Um, the one thing that was kind of funny was that, and Nate Kuzma, our, our research director, said it was funny that cooling towels actually jumped into the top 10 in July and then fell back down for the first time ever. It, it broke the top 10. And I think, you know, that's because it was a really hot summer. Like a lot of a lot of states, a lot of cities actually broke records for how hot it was um, this summer. So I think that was a big part of it, that cooling towels are really in demand. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we covered a lot of interesting ground here about Q3 and like looking forward to to Q4. And, you know, I hope that the recession doesn't actually come. I keep hearing about it. And, you know, there are some things that are worrying, but there's also still things that are, are really good that, that are happening. So, you know, I'm trying to be more like glass half full, but in a cautious way, I guess. Right. So, yep. Um, thank you so much for, for talking with us today. And... Um, I'm Teresa Hegel for ASI Media.